Hey guys, it's Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is the Gary V Audio Experience. Hey everybody, this is Gary Vaynerchuk, and this is episode 258 of the Ask Gary V Show, and this has been one that's a year in the making. We have a fun little announcement for the Vayner Nation. Big ups to everybody on Instagram, Facebook Live. Start putting in your phone numbers. Uh, we will be calling you shortly. Seth, you're gonna be ready for that. You're gonna be dialing in. I love it. But as you can see, we have two handsome gentlemen here with me. Uh, and uh, and where I will frame this up, actually I'm gonna let them introduce themselves first. We'll, we'll build up to this moment. And then uh, we're gonna let Barty tell a little story and then I'm gonna jump in, give you guys the 411 and then we're gonna do some calls around the sneaker business, urban culture, marketing, things of that nature. Uh, but, but why don't we start with better looks. Go ahead, my man. <laughs> What's going on guys? I'm Patrick Buchanan. I'm, I'm the global marketing director at K-Swiss. And Patrick, so what does that mean uh, exactly? I just make the world go round. So I mean, when it, when it comes to K-Swiss, like every every image you see, every influencer, every celebrity, we just signed DNCE and announced that partnership yesterday. So Congrats. photo shoots, and we have a team in Asia and a team in Europe. So it's a busy job, but a fun one. And and how long have you been there? I've been in K-Swiss for eight months. So new-ish. New-ish, yeah. And uh, and have you always been in the apparel sneaker world or or anything like where, where did your career start when did you first get into that yeah it's been nine ten years now so I mean I started I went to school for journalism um, they were trying to pay me 19k when I got out of college <laughs> I was like fuck Man. that <laughs> and um, then I, I'm hustling you know like yeah. the, online yeah. um, I made a YouTube channel got a job in Virginia got laid off they gave me a severance moved to LA I needed an internship, started interning at Creative Recreation, um, and did every job, did social media, PR, press. I just kind of looked to see like you what know was what on. was going on, and I just kept getting promoted. And from doing PR and celebrity placements, um, I ended up being the marketing director. Mm -hmm. And I did that for five years. And then I met Barney, and he brought me to K-Swiss to, to change my life. What? <laughs> Barney, who are you? Hi. I'm the president of K-Swiss and uh, run the company, run the brand, based in LA. Yep. I'm uh, 20, 20 some years in the US, originally from England, and uh, 10, 15 years in the sneaker game. And so, uh, how long have you been the president of K-Swiss? Uh, about a year and a half. I've been doing that. So it's really a turnaround situation. Yep. Um, I sort of describe it like a 50-year-old startup. It was founded in 1966, but you know, lost relevance over the years. And you know, my job really is to try and bring this brand back. Um, and that's really what I'm focused on right now. So let's talk about the story of how the three of us got here. I think you get the credit for the story. So uh, <laughs> I'll add my two cents in a minute, but like, let's talk about that part. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I had sort of had this nugget of an idea and um, for the brand and how to really rebuild this brand. And it uh, was really based around this idea of entrepreneurship and this you know, youth uh, aspirations changing. And I'm also a kind of content junkie online. I, I sort of look at, anything and everything that goes, whether it's a cat video or, or, or whatever. And of course, so you can't avoid Gary Vee if you're, if you're really looking at what's relevant online. And so, yeah, I was sort of became a follower and just came to me one day like, Gary's the ultimate representation of what I'm talking about that young people are aspiring to be. And so the beauty of social media these days is you can really reach anyone as long as you've got a compelling 
you know, pitch, hook. hook. And so I, I think I just went to the website and did info at, you know, I wrote to info, whoever that is, and sa- and with a two-sentence banger, you know, and uh, I thought I'm definitely... Cold email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got to be good and it's got to be short and sweet. Yep. And um, I got a reply from someone, one of your uh, Team Gary yep. guys replied, said, yeah, let's set up a meeting. And then about three hours later, I got an email from you directly with just a smiley face, and that was it. And I thought, you know, that was that was you basically saying, "Look, I'm not going to engage, but I see you." <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. I mean, I see. You know, one thing that a lot of you may know is I see a lot of the email that I get, and you know, I'm 41 years old, which means I've watched sneaker culture happen. Yeah. Uh, I grew up when athletes entered the foray of being the face of it. I lived through before Yeezy, like when 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 Jay-Z and others, when hip-hop and other, you know, Run DMC really hit me. You know, other things happen, and I agree with you as well, and have been living it and seeing it, that entrepreneur culture is now a pillar of culture the way hip-hop and sports is. And so, I smiled because I said, you know, to me, the things that I want to be associated with and do, um, you know, like the Apple show or all the stuff I do is, if you hit, it's meaningful. Like, Michael Jordan and Yeezy and these guys are on such a different level than I am, but look, if entrepreneurs can be faces of things, you know, this is an early foray and sneakers are now an absolute pillar of our culture. To me, the upside, my smile was, the upside of being involved in something like this or being part of something like this uh, could be interesting, and so then we met in LA. That's right. So yeah, we set up a meeting. We met in, uh, in yeah, we had, we had a meeting, and I got an email before I showed up. Hey, FYI, someone's going to be filming the whole thing, which uh, <laughs> was so, weird. yeah, which was a little weird. But I'm like, okay, face. I call myself face for radio. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we did the meeting. You know, I, I love. Uh, I always tell the stories of Gary. How you know you book meetings by the minute. So it's like the meetings at five twenty three until five twenty eight, <laughs> and I think I squeezed out another three minutes out of you, but. Um, yeah, we talked well. uh, and uh, it went really well. And I think you know, I was pushing against an open door in terms of like I was yeah. saying, look, here's how I see the world. And you were like, absolutely. And you were living it. So I was talking about preaching to the choir. And so I think it went from there. Uh, for everybody on Facebook, Instagram, if you're watching, go to Facebook if you want to put your phone number in. I think this is an opportunity to talk about business, marketing, streetwear, culture, Sneakers. sneaker culture for sure. I think the punchline being, for everybody who's watching at home, I think this is the right time to throw it up. Uh, so from a K-Swiss standpoint, I've decided to get involved with these guys in, in the launch of a Generation K line behind us. It's now on their website. Some of you engaged on Twitter. Some of you have seen me wear some of them because I got a couple early advances and have asked about it. And so that's kind of launching, right? Getting very close right now-ish. Yep. I would say, you know, you guys are the officials. So, uh, and then we've got something pretty secret coming in uh, November. Uh, I think you're gonna have to be pretty not smart to be confused on what it may be in November. And uh, uh, I'm gonna make two recommendations right now for the Vayner Nation. Uh, I've created an email, it's GV Sneaker, right? GV Sneaker at VaynerMedia.com. That does kind of give it away. (laughs) (laughs) GV Sneaker at VaynerMedia.com. There's two groups of you right now. One, I highly recommend you put your name and address and shoe size, male or female, and then in the title you should put my shoe size. I think that's a good idea, I'll leave it at that. And then for a second group, if if you're a sneaker shop owner, if you're an owner of an Instagram account that plays in that street, or if you're an influencer, 
Twitter. Uh, I think when you email that we're probably flash, flashing now for the post on YouTube, I know this is live, or I don't know what you guys are doing right now, gbsneaker at vaynermedia.com. If you're one of those kind of characters or you think you can make magic happen in some other way I'm not thinking about in this environment, or if you're the CEO of Target, Brian Cornell, uh, gvsneaker at vaynermedia.com, send me an email and title that biz dev so we can separate the two. So that's my little tidbit for that. So very excited about November, excited. We're gonna be doing, uh, I'm gonna be doing an appearance with you. We haven't figured out the creative route in August in LA. So you'll get information about that. But I think we should leave it at that for now. I think we should open up the the phone lines. Uh, I would highly recommend and appreciate if the conversation was in this genre, but obviously I'm always here for you. So whatever question you've got. yeah, Martin, you did a really good job, man. As you can imagine, I get thousands of these. This was super interesting. I've, you've been such a great creative partner and marketing partner. Our teams work with Tyler, I'm so proud of you. There's some assets hitting very soon that don't involve me, the entrepreneurial culture. And it'll be interesting to see if a sneaker can represent the culture. I think sneakers are doing that now in all genres. Yeah. Uh, fashion is, life is, beverages are. It's an interesting time. Eddie, this is, you know, you're kind of seeing this with fresh eyes. Pretty, pretty interesting, right? Yeah. Love it. What are they saying on the gram? Good vibes? If maybe you can even like if somebody if you can pin the email or if somebody can do that on my team if they're watching, you ready to go? Name? Uh, go ahead. Min. Uh, who? Min. Min? Yep. Min. Love it. Uh, while Seth is dialing, um, what were you doing prior to being the president of K Swiss? Uh, well, actually, I was working, uh, been in the sneaker business a while. I was at Puma for a long time in Boston, and um, I ran marketing at Puma in, uh, the, in the North America, and then I rebuilt a brand called Palladium, Palladium Boots, um, an old French oh. military boot Min, brand. it's Gary Vee on your Ask Gary Vee show with the K-Swiss Mafia. What up? <laughs> wow, that, that is, this is crazy. <laughs> Where are you from? I'm from uh, Syracuse, New York. I love it. What's your question? Um, so I was just wondering, how are you guys going to reinvent K-Swiss? I mean, I've heard of K-Swiss. I love K-Swiss, but it hasn't been around for a while now. Yeah. Especially with Yeezy, it's like the crack of a shoes, you know? How are you going to yeah. make this happen? I mean, Barney? yeah, I mean, look, in a, in a, it's definitely, that's the, that's the ultimate question. Yeah, first of all, call Gary V. <laughs> but uh, this, look, the, the, I've always really believed if you can't be first, be different. And the sneaker market is dominated by massive, strong companies. So the first thing I said is you can't be the fifth best at what they're already doing, okay? So in, in other words, Nike owns the idea of athletics. So if you want to run a six-minute mile or you get up in the morning and want to dunk a basketball, wear Nikes. Um, Adidas now owns this position of celebrity, so you want to be the cool kid at the party, uh, wear Adidas. And that's nicely differentiated from Nike. So I knew, you know, worst thing I could do is try and be the 10th best Nike or the 10th best Adidas. So I said, look, there's really a, um, not just me as a group of us, but there's really a new aspiration. So if, if a celebrity made the athlete look old fashioned, I think the entrepreneur or the young CEO is making the celebrity look old fashioned because the new aspiration of people is to have their own company, to be the boss, to be have a brand, not to, um, to, to run a six minute mile. I mean, everyone I talk to says, you know, if I give you a choice, you want to play for the Yankees, you want to do a concert, or you want to be the CEO of your own company, I think 60% said CEO. So That's this- game changing, because the answer right. to that 10 years ago was zero. Min, I think, you know, from my standpoint, even think about 
you know, the fact that you're watching or calling into this show, right? What, what fashion brands, and definitely sneakers, since I think they're at the top of the pedestal now of culture, have to do is trade on culture. Sports was culture. Hip hop and music is culture. It's really wild to see entrepreneurship emerge as culture, and I think Barney's betting on that. Does that make sense, man? Yeah, it makes I mean, I'll give you an example. Somebody else who's got a fashion brand or a sneaker right now may say, you know what, I'm gonna go all in on esports celebrities and I believe that if I get the 40 biggest esports fans to love my brand, that all the kids that look up to them, it's, there's nothing new here. It's are you good enough to trade on what's emerging is the basic bet here, yeah. right? Like, yeah. like it's not, the, the game's the same. I mean, you can go back to John Wayne smoking a cigarette yeah. for Lucky Stripes. You're siphoning off of culture I think Barney's bet is, is entrepreneurship big enough? Look, I'm not fucking Yeezy or Kobe. So, the, no, but the good news is for them, they're not paying me anywhere close to <laughs> any of that shit. So I think the question becomes, first of all, I think this is where Patrick like, and the design team, they had to upgrade their designs. The big thing I asked them is like, look, if I'm gonna be involved with this, I need to be able to wanna wear it. Do they yep. look good? I think that was a big play for you guys. And, and they're gonna make a bet on whether it's me or the other people, they've got, they've got other people assigned and associated. Can they hack enough of entrepreneurship and this being a sneaker that associates with I'm a hustler, I'm an entrepreneur, will that be fruitful enough to trade that the investment was worth the growth in sales because it, it hacked culture? Yeah. Make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So it's, it's really a mindset, you know, it's, it's a different voice. It's the same person who's, who we're all talking to. It's a question of, are they more receptive to listening about sports, celebrity, or, or entrepreneurship? And so it's about finding white space, which is true of any business or any brand is, um, you know, don't push against a closed door, find an open one and be, or be the first at something versus the 10th. Um, and, 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 and that's really what and this it, is about. It might not work, right? Like I think the thing that's really interesting is that a lot of people said that celebrities couldn't endorse sneakers for a long time in the game, especially when yeah. you were in it. Because, and, and you saw it not work a lot of times. Even some of the biggest non-athlete celebrities struggled to get any traction. But now that Yeezys happen and Rihanna and Puma, it's like, it, it, now it's like just seems like normal. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is gonna work. Uh, yeah, it's gonna I, work. I, <laughs> I just believe that this is the best at bat. And, I, and for me, the same yeah. reason I did the Apple show, I wanna be involved in firsts. If right. this works and it becomes a big time sneaker and all of the entrepreneurs wear it, I win. If it doesn't work, I win. And let me explain why. I wanna win for these guys. I'm gonna win at the, what, what I signed up for, I always do this, I've already delivered for them. I, if it doesn't work, when I'm 58, it's a funny joke on stage, right? Like, remember when I thought I could do a sneaker? Like, it's just win-win. I mean, I think that's a really important thing for everybody watching. Putting yourself in positions that are win-win are extremely important. Got it? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Cool, man. Thanks for calling. Thank you. I can't wait. Yeah, thanks. I can't wait until to see what you do with this brand. It's, it's pretty exciting. I'm gonna watch closely. I mean, how long have you been paying attention to me? A uh, good six months. Good, so then maybe you do or don't know this, but like my aspiration for building VaynerMedia was to buy iconic brands and remarket to them. So for me, this is a great little middle step to associate with guys I've ended up really liking, a brand that I knew as well. I mean, I knew K-Swiss when Ice-T was rocking and when shit was gangster, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. So like, like it's, it's an iconic brand that has a chance, and we've seen iconic brands work and not work, uh, I mean, D-Rock's wearing Stan Smith. Like that was rebooted through a similar. Sure. So it's really just going to be. I agree with you. I'm I'm more interested in watching it than almost weirdly being in it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm offended by D-Rock wearing those sneakers <laughs> when no, I'm no, in D-Rock the building. You know, you know what it is? D-Rock <laughs> is sticking it to your face. He doesn't <laughs> fucking give a shit about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's, okay. that's, that's what right, I'm picking up. Let's get the next one, Seth. Yeah, D-Rock's a bad guy. Thanks, man. I just haven't gotten the first. Get yeah. the fuck out of here, D-Rock. I've sent you so many packages. Thank come you. On, come You're on. such a dick face. Um, but besides D-Rock being a terrible human being, um, I, I, what has been interesting, so actually take me back. Can I ask this question? Do either one of you know why the Sean Carters did not work? I feel like okay. Give it your yeah. at bat. Why, I mean, from your pers- it's not whether this is true or not. From your opinion, why did they not work? When did that happen? When was that? Oh goodness, two thousand. Early two thousands. Okay, why did that not work? I think the difference between even this partnership and that partnership is that it has to feel authentic, you know. And I think he with, was just doing it for money. He was just doing so, it for money, yeah. and he didn't. Did he wear the shoes? Did he? Did he really talk about it? The difference between Yeezy and Rihanna is that Rihanna wears her shoes every single day. Have, did, have, this is taking. You, you can dial it up. This is taking, uh, who's this? Jesse from Upper Saddle River. Okay, Jesse, let's get to this. I have a really funny thing that is gonna mm-hmm. catch you guys off guard. I want you to tell the truth because it's gonna bring value to them. Yeah. Hello? Jesse, this is Gary V, and you're on the Ask Gary V Show with the K-Swiss crew. What up, Jesse? <laughs> What's up? What's How up? you doing, Jess? I'm doing great, how are you guys? Good, Good. What, what's your question? Um, my question was I wanted, I created a podcast. Um, well, for two parts. Number one, I used to resell sneakers on eBay starting when I was like nine years old. Love um, it. So I wanted your guys' advice on how like teenagers and kids who are interested in entrepreneurship and business and um, shoes could sort of get into that market. What you'd recommend a lot of teens to do? Well, so are, so I mean, you, the 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 way you get in is figure out ways to get access to the best shit and then fucking flip it. It's like yeah. there's nothing you need to do other than have money and either wake up early as shit, make relationships, or find information that other people don't have to get the thing, right? And it's a multi-billion dollar industry, by the way, at this point, so there's, there's room. How old are you now, Jess? I'm 16 and now I run a podcast. I actually uh, have a meeting with you in a couple weeks. I cold emailed into a meeting. So that's go. amazing. Yeah. And number two, since you were selling seven years ago, you know the problem with the sneak. So the great thing with the sneaker game now is the market's bigger than ever, but there's also more people in it than ever that are trying to get access to these things. You know, look, I think you gotta make bets. Uh, you know, for example, AJ bought pairs of Balls sneaker on the bet of like, it'll be worth something maybe one day, seven years from now. I think flipping in the short term, look, I actually think the thing that we're up to in the fall, like one of the funniest things, I'm like, oh, I need to save a bunch because if I end up being what I think I'm gonna end up being, this is like, like this will be worth money in 13 years. So I think you've gotta make long-term bets is one thing that I recommend kids that are in the sneaker game. And number two, it's all about relationships. Yeah. All about relationships. It's getting access to access. the hot products because you know there's never enough, so someone always wants it. And I mean, I think if anything showed it was this recent Supreme Louis Vuitton drop. Um, t-shirts are now reselling on eBay at four, four to six thousand dollars. So um, you know, there, there's demand, yeah, there's multiple. Listen, of one money thing I'll made. give you credit for is the thing that we're up to in November. Uh-uh. You've been trying to make the number lower even though I know we can sell more. Yeah. And so there's just interest, you know, just interesting. Exactly, better to sell out and have a little bit sure. of pent up demand, it's not, never a bad thing. And uh, Jess, yeah. I highly recommend you send me your shoe size and Saddle River address and email to that email I put up in the beginning of the show. Oh, well, you know I will. All right, man, I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you soon, I, I guess. I will, thanks so much. All right, bye-bye. I'll see you on the 24th. Can't wait, so we're gonna see him on the 24th. Uh, before, we, you can get this set up, Seth, but where I was gonna go, Back to authenticity. Have you two spoken with each other about how ridiculously I am all in given the economics you guys gave me? 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think, uh, right? Well, you know, yeah. you put, you, you know, let the because difference for me, is that's the thing. Like, yeah. if I'm going to do a partnership, I'm going to go completely all the other way. And I right. always worry about people because, like, I'm the cynic of the group. So I, every time we have so one the of these, first time we met, yeah, right? I didn't, I didn't know who you were. Right, so, I know, I remember. And I, and I'm like, oh, like I don't like, yeah, I, I don't I get know. It, I and get it. As we've gone over this time, you're probably out of all the people that I've ever worked with have delivered the most already and we haven't even done the thing. Yeah, I mean, it's, and you know, you, believe, you, you wouldn't believe how hard it is sometimes to get simple things done that we've I'm agreed to. I'm a businessman, I know that. Yeah. I see yeah. it every day. And a man day. of your yeah. word, though, I think that's more important. Yeah, I think that's that right. you say you're going to do something and you, I mean, so many people are like, I'm the greatest thing that ever existed, <laughs> I'm going to sell it. And I'm like, I can't believe it because I've had so many people tell me that and, and it hasn't happens. worked. Yeah. yeah. That's the, other, cool. the other big factor here is that sneakers are now part of the uniform of business. You know, look at you, jeans, oh, t-shirts, sneakers. The days, of, I think it was Peter Thiel that said, never trust anyone in business who's wearing a suit because it's like the, it's the bullshit uniform. Well, it's really trying interesting. To convince you, don't, you. you don't know this. Two, three years ago, I had a similar opportunity. I only react to reality. I didn't think three years ago an entrepreneur sneaker played because it hadn't fully gotten there yet. Now it's the only thought. Like, it's n nobody under 35 thinks any other way, but it's penetrated even higher. You're getting people that have wore a suit and tie their whole careers now going into that culture. Anybody under 30 watching right now won't even think twice. It doesn't yeah. cross dress yeah. shoes? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Who's this? Anna from Connecticut. Anna. What's up, Anna? Not here yet. Uh -oh. Okay. <laughs> Close. Barney's learning this podcast. I'm killing this. <laughs> Anna's gonna miss her chance. Hello? Anna, it's Gary Vee, you're on the Ask Gary Vee Show, and you're here with the K-Swiss guys. Holy shit, I cannot <laughs> believe this. You are through, where, where in Connecticut are you from, Anna? I am actually from Danbury. I love it, how are you today? I'm great, man, I can't even believe I'm on the phone right now. How are you guys? Super good, good. what's your question? So I currently am a photographer out here in Connecticut. Um, I've kind of like, you know, been sold the dream of like, you know, go to New York and like sell your shit and, you know, just do the you can be at photography. But I really just want to base myself from where I'm from. And I'm kind of having a hard time like getting clients and, and just re I just having a hard time rebranding myself. So I want to get your two cents on how I even start with that because I know that there's so much social media. Why? Why? Thing. You know, I how, two, yeah, two questions. How old are you and why do you want to plant your flag in Danbury? I am 22 right now and I want to plant my flag in Danbury because I see a lot of people that are just so talented out here and I really want to get their name out. I want to help other people grow too. I don't want to just do it because of me. Um, but that has so, nothing to do so with Danbury. Really you can help. You can help anybody anywhere. Like that. That has nothing to do with the physical location you're at, right? That has to do True. with the serendipity um, of where you met of, people. Like, friends and, right. I just have a lot of friends I want to expose. To be honest. Well, let, let me give and you. I let me give, yeah. I mean, you can't help others until you help yourself, right? Like one of the great mistakes mm -hmm. of the young hustlers that I talk to right now is they're so altruistic and either they're completely full of shit and want to say noble shit up front but really what they mean is they're selfish or they actually just genuinely mean it but the advice for both groups of those individuals is the same which is you're not helping anybody until you've created a foundation, right? I've been able to help so much. You know, what I'm doing now, why I have an audience is I've been able to help so much but 
I didn't help shit the first 13, 14 years of my career. I put my head down and fucking worked to create a foundation for me to be able to help. You know, to be very frank, for me, it's far more likely that you do go to New York, do your thing for three years, you're 22, eat shit, live in a, get a Craigslist apartment with 11 fucking people (laughs) in a studio in fucking Harlem, right? Get on, get that photo that made it happen, meet people, because the amount of shit that happened in New York since you and I were on this phone together is 50 times greater than what's gonna happen in Danbury, Connecticut the next fucking month. True. <laughs> I'd say the key to photography, yeah. the key to photography That's to true. me is, 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 is access, where you are, because everyone's a photographer now. It's not about who pushes the button better, it's who's in the right place, and that's key. I think there was a guy called Ricky Powell, he's a f- famous sort of hip hop street photographer, and he wasn't a better, it wasn't about his photography skills on twisting the lens, it was the fact that he was in every show, in the front row, in every side alley, capturing every moment, and his skill was being in the right place, his access, not his, um, the buttons he was pushing. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. That's like when they say your, your network, your network is your net worth. Yep. So if you don't have a network, then you don't have anything, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, and wow. I, think, I think you're going a little altruistic. It's very, I think you happen to be a nice person who met nice people in Danbury, Connecticut, and would like to see them be successful. Right. Is that yeah, true? Is that true? Make, that is true, but I also want to make a living off of this, and I want to I want to be able to make money out of my passion too. Well, that would mean why you should go to New York and not stay in fucking Danbury. Yeah, and if you can get paid off of a good Instagram feed these days, I mean, it's never been easier to make money up by being a good photographer. What's, do you have a romance of the narrative of like you made it in Danbury? Are you scared of New York? Like, help me here. I. I'd, lo- I'd love to make it in New York, to be honest. Like, I don't, okay. I don't put Danbury over New York. Okay, yeah. okay. So what's stopping you from that? Being able to afford it? Yeah. Good. To be honest. And, like, the you- odds of, like, financial stuff. Yeah, you need to go to New York and get a bullshit job for eight hours a day, live shitty yeah. as fuck, and then spend the other eight hours a day that you're awake working on your craft and then you need to wake up at 29 years old and have a prayer of it actually happening. And, yeah. and, and D-Rock and Probably. Tyler and Eddie are all smiling. These are all guys that have worked for me for a while and that's what they did and that's why they're smiling. Wow, thank you so much, Gary. You're welcome. Um, Listen, I have a question. Anna, real quick. When I do go to New York, can I shoot you? Maybe, I don't wanna make any promises, but here's what I would say. Go to New York and, and be in New York one year later and prove it to me and then you can shoot me. Perfect, Anna, I'll the, do that Anna, the biggest reason so many people at 22 aren't winning is because they're fancy. Mm-hmm. Like you can live in New York, you just need to live in the yeah. suburbs of Manhattan, like the outer of Manhattan, and you need to eat shit. You need to work at Target in Queens for seven hours a day so that you can have four roommates in shitty Queens Right, and I love Queens, this is where I first came to in America, I'm not dissing on Queens. I, shitty blank, anywhere. Live somewhere shitty with a lot of people, mm. eat shit food, but healthy, and, <laughs> and fucking grind. That's it. All right, man, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm okay. gonna get it done. Good luck. This is the thing, like, this is the thing, this would be the, you know, and this is, you know what, I'm gonna use this as a 
cool tie-in. This is what brands try to figure out. If God for willing, I usually use God forbid as a slang term for God willing, if God willing, your brand can represent that energy to people, that's why yep. people would wear it. Yep. Right? Yeah, like, I mean, right? Did, you know, but like, does, she, does she care about running a six minute mile today or trying to get ahead in life? That's my whole point. No, is, but, Barney, um, you're, 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 yeah. by the way, you're right. Like good news, you're right. Right. Bad news, we may not execute. Yeah. Absolutely, that's what it comes down to. A hundred thousand percent. You're right. Yeah. You might have picked the wrong guy to associate with. You might have picked the wrong designs. Yeah. You might have the wrong distribution deals. But you're right. Somebody's gonna win it. Yeah. Good yeah. news is that early early predictions is that it's working. So like when we went to Foot Action and Shoot Palace and all these accounts, it's gonna be in those stores come August. So that's big. The, the buyers right? believed in it. Yeah. Well, no one denies it at this point. When you when you talk about you know entrepreneurship and you being the voice of that, um, who's this? Then it's undeniable. Drew. The buyers really bought into yeah, that. Yeah, they know they it. It's like it nobody disputes it because it's true. So why are we talking about Hello, basketball? True. Drew, this is Gary Vee. You're on the Ask Gary Vee Show. Drew. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> What's your question, man? You're here with the K-Swiss guys? Yeah. So, how's it going, guys? Hey, hey um, So, So, really where I'm coming from is I'm, I'm 24, about to turn 25. Um, and I started in small agency, went, did freelance for about a year, and then just recently jumped on to a different small agency where I like the culture better. I like the guy that I'm specifically working working with and learning from and I want to map my career into like the VC angel investment world but and it, but kind of where I struggled over the last year was um, there's a lot of things that I need to learn and need to be able to stomach and, and, and build up in my own confidence before I can really jump into the entrepreneurship and so my ideal question is Gary, do you think that that is a different skill set on the entrepreneur side that goes into the VC and angel investment side? So are you asking me, do I think there's a different skill set and mindset from an entrepreneur versus somebody who's an investor in entrepreneurs? Correct. I do. Let me ask you another question. You're in Cincinnati working at an agency, a marketing agency? Yes. Small, strategic, uh, do a lot of go-to-market strategies. So they're built in the in the startup, um, in the startup enterprise, yep. enter- enterprise kind of arrangements, go to market kind of stuff. And you think at this point, you're a young man, that you want to be a VC or angel investor? Yeah, I want to get I want to get into the more high level strategy side of of helping great products, great ideas, great great entrepreneurs get to market. I feel like for me personally, my I think I've got what you what you always refer to as entrepreneurial tendencies. Yep. Um, but I think I'm still learning to navigate whether I am an entrepreneur. Have the personality, have the personality to be the to be the, the one lonely guy at the top. The, the the personality trait to be the entrepreneur at the top is an unbelievable self belief and not give a fuck about the world. You've got to be a little bit delusional. Practicality hurts entrepreneurship a lot of times because it's so hard and lonely and insular and, uh, and, and, and high risk and you have to love losing more than mm. winning which is right. not a lot of people's traits because they're posturing to the outside world. Social media has taught us that people will PR themselves. Everybody's the greatest 
on social media, that's an indicator, right? Like even notice, you know, it was funny, when I started getting on Snapchat, my natural tendency was to take ridiculously poor lit pictures of myself on planes looking like shit because that's, (laughs) That was like losing in entrepreneurship while everybody else was right. staging private plane bottles. Mo- like it's just so funny the insight. So I think I think even if even listening to you in two seconds, I think you know that you're not necessarily an entrepreneur. So I think you're barking up the right tree. Here's what I would say: similar to Anna, make sure you get a heavy dose of New York, LA, and San Francisco. Afford to be able to go out there, go to conferences. You can get really caught being in a smaller market because you're playing at, at a minor league level and, and, if, and to really be a successful VC or angel investor, especially in my opinion, in the next 10 years, when I predict the downfall of that market, once there's a correction, you're gonna have to be really special or you'll be looking for another job in four years. Fair enough. So keep that in mind, okay? Yeah, absolutely. All right, Thanks, go, guys. Yeah, take care, good luck. If Let's get a, one if more a, in. If there's a, a sort of theme of all the young entrepreneurs we speak to, because we speak to a lot in our in in, in sort of generating products and stuff like this is is struggle. I mean, it's no glamour in in uh, in the store in the backstories, you know. And and there's definitely more failure than success in the in almost every 90%, every case. Ninety five percent. Like it's not even it's not even like two. Not. I think people who are watching genuinely believes like every other person wins. Yeah. Like the, the the reaction and the vibe because it's been put on this pedestal and because it is cool now, like. Almost everybody is gonna lose. Almost every single Instagram account right now that says entrepreneur will lose time and or money and or reputation. Yeah, it's do you get back up after being locked down. Here's what happened, a lot of these people aren't losing money. They're raising Mm. a little bit of money because their uncle thinks they're the next Mark Zuckerberg. What kids don't realize is they're losing time and reputation when they try to force themselves to be entrepreneur. And that's why we see so many fake entrepreneurs right now. It doesn't cost any money to come up with a funny name printed on a t-shirt and say that you're a fashion entrepreneur. Yeah. It takes no money. What you're losing is the winners of the world think you're a joker and you never recover. Right. What you're losing is you spent three years on your bullshit t-shirt business and what you could have been doing was learning skills by interning somewhere around what you're good at. Self-awareness is the key to great entrepreneurship. We'll see. We we'll talked see. to a guy yesterday who had a, a sock business, a um, guy called Mike Chairman. His first run, he made 80,000 pairs of socks and they were faulty. He yes. ate, had to eat 80,000 yeah. pairs of socks. And all I thought was, how did you go back to order another 80,000? You'd, you'd failed once, you know, to go back and, and say, I'm gonna go the second time. That's the gene that, um, you, if you don't have it, you're, you're, you're kind of wasting Listen, your time. Listen, my biggest fear of this entire project is that this really works super well and people think by wearing these sneakers, they're an entrepreneur. That you will probably be just fine with that. I'm fucking petrified of like, you've got to do the work. Yeah, yeah. Someone. Last one. Freddie from Florida. Freddie? Brittany. Brittany from Florida. All right? <laughs> <laughs> just got to make it clear. It's, it's the grind, man. 80,000. But, you know, how many people would have given up then and said, you know what, forget it. Thank God he was in a financial. Hello? Brittany, this is Gary Vee, and you're on the Ask Gary Vee Show with the K-Swiss guys. How are you? Oh, my God. I'm about to die right now. That's how I am. <laughs> don't, die. Don't, die. don't die. That would be great for ratings. Um, uh, so, do you have a question? Yes. Yeah, so, I just wanted to know as far as, like, with the K-Swiss brand, are you guys planning on making the sneaker accessible? Like, I feel like with sneakers that are really starting to pop, 
like Adidas and even especially with Nike for a while, people that really want them can't buy them. And then it just kind of gets oversaturated on like eBay and then, you know, small sneaker stores that sell $150 shoes for like 500 bucks. And it just really sucks for a person that really wants to buy sneakers and collectors. Yeah, I mean, I'll let these guys speak to the overall thing, but my main plan for November is I'm gonna buy them all and then trade them for a thousand a pair on eBay. So I'm gonna make them really not accessible. Somebody should, somebody should, I mean. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Right, okay. I'm kidding, Brad, no. I'm kidding. Oh I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, I think, look, I think first and foremost, you know, we're not, we don't yet have the cachet where we can uh, have people lining up and for one little limited thing, you know, our, you know, we're a sneaker for everybody. We're not trying to be the niche little um, streetwear brand, I guess. Um, we're trying to build a big mm -hmm. sneaker company for everyone. So, um, but, you know, there are some realities for supply and demand about, you know, do you pre-buy, you know, 10,000 pairs and then find out only 1,000 people are interested in them and you've now got 9,000 pairs in the warehouse. So I think, you know, there is a limited audience, um, a very dedicated, voracious audience who collects these higher-end things. Um, so, you know, there's a, there's a balance between ordering the right amount and then not making them so scarce that everybody's left disappointed. And it's been, it's created this huge aftermarket. I think for us, we'll make things as accessible as we can. We've talked a lot about this, Gary and, our, and, and us about, you know, what is the demand going to be? And um, I don't think we've really got the yeah, answer yeah, yet. We're not sure. Yeah. I mean, so I, th I think, Britt, I think the question becomes, this happened in the wine business. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. One of the things I'm watching sneakerheads go through is, you know, do you really want that sneaker or do you want that sneaker because it's hard to get, right? Like, it, it, what happens is p things yeah. become caricatures mm -hmm. of themselves. I think what we're about to go into, and one of the reasons this was interesting to me is, I think we're about to go into the genre where people are getting more self-confident confident about their sneaker game. And so when I see somebody only wear limited edition sneakers, I genuinely mean what I'm about to say. I look at them and I go, that dude is insecure. Like yeah. that, that they need right? like, to, to me, to me, I like want to rock like a, a pair that you could buy at the dollar store to mix with the $1,400, you know, resold pair of sneakers. So I think the question becomes to you is what kind of sneaker, you know, gal head are you, right? Do you, you know, you know, what's that mix? Cause I, you know, you know what happened in fashion, right? People are now wearing, you know, and the high end, $4,000 handbags with $8 t-shirts and $9,000 glasses. Yeah. I think we're gonna start seeing the most secure sneaker heads start really fucking mixing it up, right? Like common, common, sure. common shoe that you could find in fucking Walmart. They just like the way it looks for 18 bucks. I'm gonna rock that Tuesday. Yeah. Wednesday, I'm gonna rock a one of one limited edition $90,000 thing that you can only buy if you milk the cow in Japan. <laughs> 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 no, so, totally, Gary. Like, like any sneaker that I'm actually going to buy, um, I'm going to make sure that one is comfortable, and two that I mean it's not ridiculously priced. Like, I'm yeah. 35, and like yeah. I still collect sneakers, I and people kind of like scoff at me, or whatever. But whatever, I do my own shit. But like, if K Swift is going to like come back with the vintage, like some dope styles, and they're comfortable, I'll totally buy them. Like, I'm not right. all like you know, I yep. have these Balenciaga sneakers for yep. $1,400, yep. and like. 
that's more than my mortgage. That's crazy, yeah. you know? That's exactly right. Well, lucky for you, check and check. They're comfortable and affordable. Yeah, and those so. things sell out, by the way, at 1400 bucks. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I think, look, when, when branding is, is, is important, I think, um, you know, when people put brands on themselves, especially young people in fashion, it says a lot about who they are. It's and most what, people want They want to, the world yeah. to think of them. Yeah, exactly. And so you can't underappreciate what that means. And I think there's, you know, a safety in fitting in. I mean, everybody wants to fit in, which drives mm-hmm. a lot of people to buy the brands that everybody else buys. There's a certain type that isn't burdened by that, um, y- you know, that need. That yeah. and, and there's also then another level of people who say, I purposely want to do something different. And 100%. those are the people right now that are starting to reach out to us and say, hey, I want to be the first people on K-Swiss not the thousandth person on brand X that's already exactly in right. every store. So, Brent, did you did you email the GV sneaker at VaynerMedia.com? Um, yeah, I, well, I put it in the wrong thing, but I'm going to definitely email you now, dude. I just want to say <laughs> thank again. you so much for everything, Gary. <laughs> My like, pl- seriously, you've, like, inspired me so much with um, just all your content. Seriously, I appreciate you so much, dude. That means a lot to me. Can you please do me a favor? When you re-email that email now, can you put Brittany from uh, Florida in there that I called in because I want to pull that one out. I got something for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, dude. I appreciate you. God bless, guys. Take care. But, but, but I need your shoe size, Britt. Don't fool around. Oh. And address. Yeah. <laughs> 11 and men's, dude. 11 and men's. I got big feet. I'm 60 feet tall, man. <laughs> I love it. Respect. Send it over. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. All right. This was fun, man. Yeah, it was a, a year treat. in the making. Thank you. Yeah, ticking exactly. Ticking away, ticking away, ticking away. Uh, so anyway, a lot more coming. Get ready for November. I'm really excited about what we got going on. What, do we have the LA date in August? August 1st. Okay, so Shoe Palace on Melrose. Oh, well, you're really dropping it. Yeah, Good, it's happening. It. So <laughs> August 1st, LA, come and see And us. then ComplexCon in November is a big date for us on the calendar. Look up ComplexCon, Long Beach. Am uh, I locked in for that? That's yeah. firm, firm, firm. I'm speaking like we're, we're locked in. Okay. Case with Booth, Gary V. Did surprises. We, did, we, did I talk to Mark? I come, yeah, are we like, are we, do we know? Oh, right, right. Yeah. I don't need to speak to be there. Okay, we'll figure that all out. Anyway, uh, question of the day. Uh oh. You guys get to ask the question of the day. Uh, uh, this is as good of an opportunity for you to get market research on entrepreneurial mindset around sneaker culture. So I would ask a very, very detailed needle in a haystack-like question. You will get thousands of answers on Facebook and YouTube. Do not blow it, Barney. <laughs> I, would, I would ask, look, I would ask, what is the real need of um, a entrepreneur in terms of a sneaker and footwear? You know, what is it that, is there something that's missing or what are the real needs that people have that we can create solutions for? Thing. Yeah, and it might be versatility. I'm, hey, you know, things like I'm, I'm, I get up at six, I get home at 10, I go to the gym, the office and a meeting, I need something that works for everything. I fly, I need something packable, like yep. what is it? So, because I think the more that we create products that fit real needs uh, is the more successful. Right? There's only so yeah, much you're gonna be able to do with the construct of a sneaker. Of course, yeah. Like, I think it's the emotional thing. What, yep. From an authenticity standpoint, where does it show up? I, yep. You know, what are you gonna, it's a sneaker. Like, yeah. like, like you, know, like, you know, like there's only so much you can do with this. Yeah. Like, I mean, look, if you can fucking do some shit and, and when yeah. I travel, but like, <laughs> I think it's, you know, I think, I think we need to be realistic and fair. No sneaker in the world can do anything but other than, tr- I mean, there's clearly some technologies, but trading on that thing that connects that audience to is the fucking game. Yeah. All right. Nice. Patrick. Thank Thanks you, for being on the show, man. Thank you, Bye. Gary, as always. Howdy, Thank you. You keep asking questions, we'll keep answering them. Guys, thanks so much for listening to the audio experience. It would mean the world, and I mean the world, 
If you could go and leave a rating on iTunes, your word of mouth is my oxygen.